0: Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, one credit at a time. I'm Nick, I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Correlli. And we're still doing this. We made a commitment and we're going to be literal. Uh, we are. This starts with credits and ends with credits. What, you thought this was over? You thought this was a, you thought this was a game? You thought know, we were going to like, oh, well, the
1: movie's over. No, no. Minute uh, minute 113, uh, all credits. All, all, credits. all, oops, all credits. Yeah, and that's all we got. That's all we got for the rest of the show is credits. Yeah. Um, but we're we're going to be back uh, all the way through Tuesday of next week. Just credits. Just all credits. Yeah, just all credits. And your emails. How much, um, how much do you love this show? <laughs> you're going to find out this week. Yeah. We're going to test you. Unless
0: you're just going to wait until June.
1: so uh this episode in particular
0: i can't wait for you to
1: pick thumbnail images for
0: the for these episodes
1: oh i know right (laughs) um this episode in particular uh or this minute in particular is the minute where we're going to talk about the credits the most uh the other episodes will probably be more focused on on our mailbag stuff so if you sent in an email um we might read one, maybe two on this episode, but for the most part, uh, I have, I have uh, set them aside for the next three minutes um, after this one. So let's get into it. Um, the first credit I want to talk about, and I looked up all of these people, uh, but the first credit I want to talk about is Dennis E. Jones, who is the unit production manager um, on Back to the Future and uh i was looking at what they did um after and before this mm-hmm. and you know they actually they it's funny because a lot of these people they went on to do fairly big things like they either went on to do like fairly big memorable things or they tapped out at Back to the Future, yeah. and then after Back to the Future, they did like super tiny or stuff. they all died on the exact same day, 15 years apart. <laughs> right. Um, so, so Dennis E. Jones was a unit production manager for um, Poltergeist and uh, Twilight Zone the movie prior to this. Well, for segments two through four. Uh, in the Twilight Zone, uh, the movie. Um, and then also uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai.
0: You know, uh, second greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I
1: mean, I guess.
0: Hey, wherever you go, there you are.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. Um, also, uh, later would go on to work as a production manager on Outbreak in 95. Hey. And then, do you remember Eraser. In oh, the Arnold, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, movie. I do. yeah, I think so. Yeah, for whatever reason, um, you know, the '90s had a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger led films um that were all kind of fairly similar-ish. But for whatever reason, Eraser sticks out of my head all the time. I I think it has something to do with the poster, like the remember the the poster for Eraser. It always, it always yeah, it's felt like, it's like him,
0: like, Oh,
1: right, what? right, right. And it, it, it looks like, it looks like somebody's taking a picture of him and it's black and white. Yeah, and he's like, Oh, don't take that photo. Right. It's him and Vanessa Williams. And they're, they're like in DC or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like something about that poster. It's a really good poster. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just because it, it just, I don't know. It's like one of those images that's like just sort of burned in my head. And I think I've seen Eraser. I think I saw it. Well, I think it I think there's a scene in it at a zoo or something. I mean no one knows if they've seen Eraser. Right. But uh anyway. Um so that's uh that's so that's what he worked on um as a production uh manager. However, he became an executive producer after that. Um and he went on to work on uh the dawn of the dead remake he was the executive producer of Ooh. uh of james gunn and uh zach snyder's dawn of the dead remake nice. and then backtracked from dawn of the dead remake to george romero and did land of the dead
0: Nice.
1: No, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah some
0: real uh loyalty and i'm sensing you know what i mean working with you know reoccurring people
1: right exactly um, also produced the music video for Smooth Criminal.
0: Oh, one of the greatest music videos of all time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait, wasn't that
0: directed by like Francis Ford Coppola or like someone crazy?
1: I can't remember which. I think Francis Ford Coppola did Bad. I think. Okay,
0: because because we I mean we all know Landis did Thriller.
1: Right. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm think, gonna look this think, up real quick. Yeah, yeah. Look that up. I I don't know that anyone famous did Smooth Criminal. I can't remember uh one way or the other but alex press really yeah, that'd be great okay <laughs> i was like that's wow um while you're looking that up he also was a co-producer of honey i blew up the kid mm-hmm. um honey i shrunk the kid that that that's a good one honey i blew up the kid uh you know i'm it... a secret cl- also it makes no sense i hate the. T- i've always hated the title because as a I was...
0: kid i was afraid because i thought that it meant that he murdered the children
1: yeah, yeah, I blew up. All, I blew up all of the children. Like they're they're all dead now. Yeah,
0: um, and they're all over the house. The George McFly story.
1: Right. I I'm actually a, a
0: closeted fan of uh, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves.
1: I don't. How have I seen? Oh yeah, yeah. That's the one where the kids have a party and the the yeah. parents are all shrunk. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that was yeah. it was like a I think it was a Disney Channel original movie. But I remember as a kid being like, oh, it's that's tight.
1: Right, and then right after that, they did the TV show,
0: right? Yeah, with um, I remember having a crush on the daughter.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, sure. he also did um, Short Circuit. He was a co-producer on Short Circuit. Sure, starring um, Fisher Stevens as
0: uh, you know, as a very racist character. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who directed Smooth Criminal? Oh, Colin. He Colin Chil- Chilvers. College. Oh, okay so so nobody it's so
1: just a music video director
0: oh he is known for his work oh he's a special effects coordinator he did the special effects for um the x-men superman and the rocky horror picture show my god the stories that man must have yeah <laughs> with, uh two of the greatest criminal masterminds in history lex Luthor and brian singer
1: so uh oh martin scorsese directed bad
0: oh dope okay that's cool yeah, yeah, it wasn't Coppola, it was Chris Coppola directed. Oh, Coppola directed Moon Captain Eo, didn't he? Or was that George Lucas? I don't know. How about Captain Eo? I don't know. We're talking about Back to the
1: Future though. <laughs> Are we probably fine from yeah. Michael Jackson? <laughs> we can talk about Michael Jackson all we want in Back to the Future too. He pops up. Um not like the Shark pops up though. No. Uh well the shark pops down. So Yeah he does. Yeah, he does. Uh, so then, that takes us to Jack Grossberg. Jack Grossberg um, was a uh, unit production was another unit production manager, um, and he. The reason I point I wanted to talk about him is because one, he died in two thousand one oh. uh, at the age of seventy four. Oh. So he was an older he was an older guy. Mm-hmm. Um, born in twenty seven. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, but the reason I wanted to point out uh, point him out was that. He did some really – he worked as a unit production manager. Well, he he worked as a unit production manager on a couple of interesting things because he did oh, – the unsung heroes um, of the – yeah. 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 He did uh, Strange Brew. Oh,
0: that weird 80s Rick Moranis other guy movie.
1: Right, right. The Canadian thing. The, the SCTV movie. Right. Exactly. The – the the you know kevin smith canadian movie before kevin smith started sure. doing canadian when
0: you were a kid did you ever watch brother bear and you're like i don't get the mooses go watch strange brew and like it was for your your grown-up it was for your parents
1: oh interesting it was like
0: those two guys
1: oh oh right right right, right, right what, totally. if, what if they were moose right um but he also did uh and this was one of my favorite movies when i was a kid mm-hmm. um i would watch I would watch Monster Squad a lot, and then I would watch Little Monsters. Oh, see, I With didn't. Fred Savage and Howie Mandel. Like there's there's something about the shadow under your bed being a portal to a world of monsters, and that was that was the that was the movie that um, a lot of people accused Pixar of ripping off when they made Monsters Incorporated.
0: Sure, kind of like in a J.K. Rowling worst witch situation.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they where they took a movie that was kind of forgotten, took the concept and then redid it basically. Cuz I mean the idea is pretty much exactly the same, which is that like it's monsters jobs to scare yeah. kids and to and to mess with them. Yeah. And then one of them befriends a kid and then brings the kid to the world of yeah. the monsters. I mean it's it's very similar sure it's just uh Pete doctor
0: really cracked the code when he made monsters incorporated not terrifying to to look at and experience <laughs> <Right>. and like <laughs> deeply like under your skin unpleasant
1: right yeah little monsters uh i loved little monsters when i was a kid but there were several moments the main bad guy the one that takes his face off mm-hmm. is oh man i had i had so many nightmares about that guy like i would usually stop the movie Um, when he was introduced in the third act because I couldn't handle it. I used to
0: have to fast-forward through... um, Did you ever see We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? Yeah. Uh, Do you remember the part where they go to the scary circus? Like, where Professor Screw-Eye had his, like, weird circus of terrors?
1: Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. that scared the
0: piss out of me when I was a little kid, and I had to, like, (laughs)
1: fast-forward through it. Oh, man. Um... So then we get the credit for David McGifford, McGiff- who is the first person that we have to talk about who worked on all three movies. Hey! Um, and he was the. Let me get his exact credit. His was first assistant director. And this guy worked on like everything. He worked on An Officer and a Gentleman, Tootsie, Witness. He worked on Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He worked on Rain Man. Uh, he was he worked on uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, presumably the episode that Zemeckis directed. Um, he did uh, Fisher King, Batman Returns, The Firm, Little Giants, uh, The People vs. Larry Flint, uh, a movie called Twilight, which is not the Twilight, is not Twilight, sure. um, some other movie. I a, what, what is this. It's a movie with Susan Sarandon and Gene Hackman and Paul Newman. Ooh, mm, like on? Right. right, I don't know. Um, and then uh, Dudley Do Right, Man on the Moon, the the Jim Carrey uh, biopic thing. Oh yeah,
0: no, it's a classic.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Uh, he did uh, Vanilla Sky, not a classic. All the king, and then his his last credit, his most recent credit is. Uh, all the king's men oh with sean penn and um right yeah yeah from uh from 2006 Uh, sean penn jude law kate winslet um james gandalfini mark ruffalo oh interesting i remember that movie like
0: being it was supposed to be like a big oscar movie but then it wasn't when it opened but i never saw it so i don't know if it was actually like just underrated or over you know like I, I haven't seen it but i remember as a kid being like oh that's gonna be a big important movie and then it wasn't
1: right right um but yeah so but it seems like he retired in 2006 so because um, cool. he doesn't have any credits uh post 2006 yeah nothing um so uh so yeah so he he was he got around as a as a first ad um worked a lot as a first AD. again
0: the stories that man must have
1: yeah, totally. Uh, and then we get, uh, Pamela M, uh, Ellerson and she, uh, let's see. She only worked on, well, you know, her credit was in there, but now i now that I'm looking at her, oh, there she is. She was the second assistant director on back to the future, but she didn't work on any of the sequels. Um, But she – after Back to the Future, she did a couple of – looks like she did one more movie. Yeah, one more movie and then she went to television um, and she worked on Beverly Hills 90210 as a second assistant director. Uh And and, and she was the second assistant director on six episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. And then she got Babylon 5 and was the – second assistant director for the first season for every episode of the first season and then the first assistant director for every episode after that hey yeah not a bad gig so she was yeah so that was uh that's that was a pretty good gig um i imagine the only problem with that gig now is that uh it doesn't air anywhere so Uh, oh yeah isn't it that's the that's actually the problem with shows that that you know are produced directly for syndication is that after they are finished airing a lot of them don't continue to syndicate it's interesting
0: yeah. you know it's really interesting what shows aren't like surviving the next generation because of, of stuff like that yeah you know like i mean if it wasn't for like buffy or the west Wing being on or gilmore girls being on netflix i don't think they would be as like tumblr you know adopted as as certain shows have been or have not been yeah totally
1: Um, And she is another person who has not worked since uh, – in a while. It looks like she retired in 2003. Well, I hope she's living comfortably. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, And then that brings us to Ken Chase. Ken Chase worked in the makeup department, so he's responsible for like the old age makeup and stuff. I think responsible is a good word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He – this guy. This guy. Oh, yeah? This guy. Yeah, no, I looked up, when I looked up this guy, I got excited because this guy is, oh boy, he worked on a ton of stuff. Um, So his first job ever was a a uncredited makeup artist. So he was just like in the tank, you know, (laughs) makeup artist on Planet of the Apes. Whoa. Yeah, that's his very first credit. And then he went on defining like makeup gig of like that, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably the, the biggest like makeup movie since what the universal monster movies in the 30s
0: easily. If that, yeah. Yeah. Famous monsters, of film land, dude.
1: Right. Totally. So, so planet of the apes was his first gig. He went on to become a makeup artist on wild, wild west, the, the TV show. Um, and then Gunsmoke. So he did a couple Western. of uh, Westerns. Yeah, did a couple of Westerns. And then he uh, he worked uh, a lot on a lot of TV stuff, right? A lot of TV sure. stuff. Then he did, he got his big break, I think, as the makeup designer of Roots.
0: Oh, hey.
1: Yeah. So he designed all the makeup and
0: Roots. Again, historically very cool, defining
1: projects. Right, totally. Um, and then uh, he got he became a makeup artist supervisor for Escape from New York hey. and The Thing. Oh, whoa, Kurt Russell double feature. Yeah. Um, and then he went on to do uh, Fletch, and then he followed that up with Back to the Future. And then that's when his career really hit it into overdrive. Oh, geez. Then, so then he did The Color Purple, Big Trouble in Little China. Again, the so Gold- three movies with Kurt Russell. Yeah, and, and, and John Carpenter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, then the Golden Child, Throw Mama from a, from the Train, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Troop Beverly Hills, hey. When Harry Met Sally, and then he did Back to the Future Part 2. He does not go on to do Back to the Future Part 3, Oh, no. Which is really interesting because he had that background with Western Yeah, stuff. I want to find so out. So I imagine, I-, I imagine, I mean, I don't know, but it almost seems like... Maybe there was a bit of a a, a a shake up as far as like what he wanted the Old West to look like, makeup wise, and what Zemeckis wanted it to, to look like. Mm-hmm. What, what you know, cause he's the... like, he's like, I worked on Gunsmoke, pal. Like, yeah, I know what a Western looks like. And Zemeckis is like, yeah, but it's my Western, so get out, of My God, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but he did he did the makeup for uh, for for one and two, and I I imagine. Like that makes sense to me because I feel like the makeup in one and two are similar. the makeup designs I mean, when I think of but the- in the third one, they are different it feels different. I mean when I in think the about the
0: makeup one. in three, it's just everyone wearing like fake hair right, like right oh, it's much it's
1: way more toned down.
0: yeah, because no one's like old or <laughs> no one's old or younger. they're just reincarnated as different humans, right,
1: right. Um, so then he did, so, so he has, it, this, this is an interesting thing because he sort of, he ebbs and flows a lot for the rest of his career. Um, so he did city slickers, okay. which, yeah, you know, classic, it's a big, it's, 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 yeah, it's a classic. It's a big hit, you know, they have to make giant um, plants look alive. Right. Right. Uh, and then he did, uh, he did fire in the sky, which was, uh, which Spielberg. was, a, it was, Well, I don't think Spielberg had anything to do with it, but it was it was a it was an alien. OK, some reason I
0: remember that being like a Steven Spielberg presents. Mm
1: -mm. Okay, no, Um, not that I know of anyway, Had Robert Patrick in it, though. Oh, that's Uh, how I got it. And he did. He did a movie that I would love to revisit because I watched this movie all the time growing up all the time. It's one of my favorite movies, like after it came out, you know, so I was like I was eight when it came out. Um, And I watch it constantly. And it's the thing that I know Robert Downey Jr. from the most. And it's this movie called Heart and Souls.
0: Oh, yeah. The one where he has like he has imaginary friends who are ghosts.
1: Yeah, they're they're guardian Guardian angels. angels, And
0: they do. um, They sing uh, Walk Like a Man.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he has to help
0: them all cross over. No, yeah, that's a like a really interesting movie. I watched that for the first time a couple years ago on Netflix. Back when it was on Netflix,
1: it's a it's a deep cut movie no. too. No one talks about and, it, but it's a really solid you movie. You know what? Most Robert Downey
0: Jr. movies before Chaplin are deep cuts.
1: Yeah, like and 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 another uh, another uh, uh, Back to the Future connection. Elizabeth Shue plays his girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, Tom Sizemore is in it. Uh, yeah, Charles Grodin,
0: a sober Tom Sizemore, which is always...
1: Al- Alfre uh, Woodard. Yes, hell yeah, or Al- Alfre Woodard. Yeah, um, I remember the movie having like, you know, movies don't really
0: do this anymore, but like, I-, I I really appreciated that Heart and Souls had like chapters, like you when you weren't in like childhood Robert Downey Jr. time anymore, like when you left that, you really felt like you've left something. Yeah, like oh wow, I'm already really attached to this, and this isn't even like what the movie's mainly about. Because yeah. like they really, fo- they really take their time with building
1: like the mythology. Yeah, this was the this is the movie that would be like the deep cut movie that I if I ever met Robert Downey Jr. like I'd want him to sign a poster for Heart and Souls. Nice. That'd be my deep cut. Like sign this. Because, you know, everybody would bring him probably, like, what, less than zero? Sure, or, like, soapbox. Or they'd so- be like, oh, deep cut, you were in Weird Science, remember that? Soap
0: dish, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Is <laughs> um, well, so that one that... where he's,
0: like, the gay son, and, like, it's, like, the family reunion, and, like, Jodie Foster directed it?
1: Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know that one, based on the description. Um, and then he did uh, Beethoven's second. Oh, no. Uh, Tall Tale. Um, I don't know what that is. Which uh, is a movie I only remember because my neighbor uh, <laughs> and her daughter took me to Subway once. Why? And they had tall they had tall tales uh, toys. You wanted to be there, right? You you agreed to
0: be to go with them to that Subway.
1: Um, agreed <laughs> is uh, is a strong word. Um, he also worked sure, on wasn't... Spy Hard, Private Parts. Oh. He was the he was the he was the makeup that's artist for movies, Howard Stern. That's two movies with Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Ed TV with McCons. Uh, right. Uh, Nutty Professor Two, the clumps. with McCann's.
0: Yeah. I'm a, I'm <laughs> I'm scared. I'm I loved both Nutty Professors when I was a kid. And I don't remember what the actual public reaction to the second one was, but like I'm worried that it was like, oh,
1: everyone hated get it. It was this,
0: awful. shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Those are ter- terrible.
0: I remember being probably. bummed that. Oh, the first one's really good. I, I'll,
1: I'll, no. I'll stand, no. I'll stand by the first one. No, no, it's really bad. The makeup alone <laughs> is like pretty incredible. Yeah, no, the makeup is is fine, but like that the movie is garbage. It's a bad movie. Seen that it's a real bad movie. city. It's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's super bad. It's just, it's, it's just all fat jokes. Like the whole movie is just fat and farting. Like it's really bad. old. Yeah. Yeah. Super bad. Um, super bad, super bad. Uh, and then, uh, and then it seems like he retired with 2001's evolution. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of things died on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that
0: movie the other day, unfortunately, and it was uh do you, you remember when you like I don't know what I don't know what it was about when you were when I moved into a new house or a new like state. For some yeah. reason, I would just watch a lot of HBO. Like that was like huh. how I would acclimate. Um I don't know, but so I remember when I moved in 2001 the movies that were on HBO that I watched like a lot were um, Road to El Dorado, which still holds up, and um, Evolution, which you know when I was a dumb kid I was like, oh, this is like Ghostbusters. Little did I know that it was like designed in a lab to be like Ghostbusters, right? Uh, but yeah, no, like I. But David DeCavani is is no Bill Murray. Well, like that was the weird thing. It's like you know thinking about okay, wh- what were they trying to do? They were trying to do Ghostbusters. Oh okay, wait, so who do you who do you get? David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, and Sean William Scott. Yeah, like, weird choice. A, like, okay, we're gonna remake.
1: Okay, imagine. Okay, but okay, but but, but, then the, like, but the but the problem isn't that they cast those three guys; it's that they cast them in the wrong roles. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like terribly. I mean, you know, because Orlando Blue, if I remember correctly, Orla- Orlando Jones was the he's like the horned the dog. He was the uptight guy, Well, no, because, right?
0: like, he would be uptight, but then he would also be, like, the pervy basketball coach. You know what I mean? Like, oh. or, like, he would hit on the students or – so, like, no one – and then, like, David the Covenant was – he was, like, half Venkman but also half Ray. Or, no, no, he was, like, an Egon Venkman combo. Yeah, right. And then he was
1: He was, like, a sarcastic Egon. It was weird.
0: Yeah, and – But I mean, David Duchovny is great when he's like Keanu Reeves. He's great when used correctly.
1: Exactly. Totally. It
0: would be like if they did Ghostbusters directed by like, you know, a guy, you know, or somebody, you know, not Paul Feig, right? And then they got like, like Sam Worthington, uh, uh, Morris Chestnut, and like um, Kate Mara. Uh huh, and it was like Ghostbusters, yeah. Uh-huh. Sarah, uh, young Sarah Silverman is in that movie.
1: Oh yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the art director of Back to the Future is Todd Hallowell, uh, who weirdly graduated from art direction to second unit director. Oh, I bet that's a cool story. Yeah, it's weird. So, so he did. Uh, he was the art director for back to the future and then became a production designer mm-hmm. uh, and was production designer of uh adventures and babysitting uh, no. hashtag she was coming yeah and uh right <laughs> and then uh and, and a few a few other like a handful oh parenthood that was another oh, one was keanu reeves right which is funny because when you think about parenthood and adventures and babysitting they do feel kind of similar
0: yeah they have that kind of classic late 80s early 90s like sheen
1: yeah totally
0: like they both are they both amblin movies because they totally feel like amblin movies i
1: don't even think i don't they, think either of them are i don't think either of them
0: they're are. like they're like derivative of amblin
1: yeah um Not to be and then uh and then he became and this is this this is weird because he became an associate producer oh no no an executive producer so he was associate producer of backdraft um oh and he was also the second unit director of Backdraft. And then after that, he is an executive producer of every movie that he is a second unit director on. So I don't know if he executive produced these movies first and then was like, I'll go ahead and do sec- shoot second unit to save money or like what the deal is. But on all of these movies that I'm going to name... He was an executive producer and the second unit director. And for those of you who don't know what a second unit director does, they basically they shoot all the stuff that seems like it would be super tedious to shoot. So like in a Fast and the Furious movie, they shoot all like the tires spinning, you know, like that stuff.
0: Yeah. Or like uh, in, in, in Avengers Age of Ultron. When the village people are throwing, like, you know, Molotov cocktails at the the Iron Man drones.
1: Yeah, just like shots of, like, you know, crowds of extras and stuff like that. Stuff that doesn't have, like, the main or supporting cast as a part of it. Usually that's second unit that's shooting that. And they're shooting it based on approved storyboards, Mm -hmm. you know, by the the director. Unless you're Guillermo Um, del
0: Toro and you just shoot all of it.
1: Right, right. Uh, But yeah, so listen to this list of films that he, after Backdraft, that he executive produced and did the second unit direction of. So Far and Away, The Paper, Apollo 13, Ransom, Ed TV, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, A Beautiful Mind, Cinderella Man, The Da Vinci Code. Those are like exclusively Ron Howard movies. Right. Frost, Nixon, Angels and and Demons, uh, The Dilemma, Rush. So all ron howard movies and then out of nowhere x-men days of future past x-men apocalypse (laughs) and and the dark tower weird so another ron howard production yeah 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 it's it's but but i don't know how he got this x-men these x-men games even weirder why
0: didn't he do in the heart well i bet he didn't do in the heart of the sea because he was doing x-men apocalypse or x-men
1: yeah x-men days of future past right that's really interesting yeah. Man. Yeah. So he just became like best friends with uh, Ron Howard and and just ran with that for a long time. Man. He saw, yeah. man, he saw that guy through thick and thin. Yeah, he
0: did. I mean, like through <laughs> the height, through the highs, lows and highs again of Ron Howard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. Ron Howard, uh, he's had an interesting career.
0: I I still haven't seen In the Heart of the Sea. I, I haven't either. I really like Rush. Rush was dope. Yeah. Well.
1: Um, and then that takes us to, uh, Hal Gaussman who, uh, who was the, the, the guy that was, that Mayor Red was based on, um, it's his photo. Um, and he died in 2003 at age 86. Oh, um, but he was a set decorator who, uh, he worked on, um, obviously he worked on, Back to the Future, but Back to the Future was toward the end of his career. Um, After Back to the Future, he only did uh, The Untouchables, Jaws the Revenge, and two episodes of Murder, She Wrote, and then some show called Falcon Crest. Yeah, Falcon Um, Crest. Yeah, he stopped working in 1989. Um, Before Back to the Future, however... Uh, he worked on a lot of TV. Uh, he did Dragnet. Um, like, like Dragnet, Dragnet? Yeah, yeah, Dragnet. Oh, jeez, yeah. That's like in the 50s. And then he did, right, yeah. He did the 1950s Zorro series. Oh, yeah, the Disney one. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah. Well, speaking of D- Disney, get ready, because he did The Absent-Minded pr- Professor. The Nutty Professor. Um, the yeah, the nutty professor, the original nutty with, professor, um, uh, uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah, Jerry Lewis. Right. Yeah, he like, did uh, the parent. He did the Parent Trap. Oh, with um the little girls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Yeah, yeah. He did uh, Son of Flubber. Uh, okay. And then he did he did a little movie called Mary Poppins. Whoa. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So he was wow said design of mary poppins um he, he also did uh, gilligan's island of course uh that darn cat <laughs> the, sh- the movie yeah the movie wait was there
0: a show no i'm sorry i misspoke there was a remake in the 90s with dougie fresh and uh um christina ricci oh okay that was not good but okay i was i was, I was a child
1: and then this makes so much sense, right? So, so he did Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. right? He did Mary Poppins in nineteen sixty four, and then in nineteen seventy one, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Of course, right? Those were like companion
0: pieces, almost. Yeah, totally, totally. In, in fact, does that have the same director?
1: Uh, it might. Let me look it up. Um, not positive. I just. I feel like that was like who played the dri- knobs and broomsticks was directed by robert stevenson okay. and mary Poppins. Author. also robert stevenson well, yeah who played him in saving mr banks i don't know <laughs> is that
0: because like it, it wasn't it wasn't um homeboy from the west wing because he was like a producer right no yeah. he was he was a screenwriter right and, sorry
1: yeah anyway <laughs> um then he did uh escape to witch mountain another disney classic Yep, always going back to those Disney movies. Always the ones that uh, have he, been remade. Yeah, he also did. Uh, he did Animal House. Oh shit! And yeah, and the Blues Brothers, both with John Landis. Right. Um, so this is and, a dude and, that that they he he was a company man. Yeah. Yeah, he would stick with the place yeah. for a little while, for sure. But, uh, but yeah. So, so after, like, so then after that, he did uh, he did Back to the Future. Oh my God! And... The production
0: designer of Mary Poppins and Animal
1: House are the same guy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's totally, it's totally great. Um, so then that takes us to the sound department. Uh, specifically the guy who did the sound mixing for Back to the Future. And uh, he, he worked on a lot of things. Um, his, uh, the thing about sound is that uh, I'm only going to be able to pick out a handful of these to, to tell you about this guy because, oh boy, he's been working since 1972. And uh, you can do a lot of movies in a year when you're a sound sound designer. Like porn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Or sound uh, and porn yeah so he did he did blues brothers um blues brothers uh, twilight zone the movie there's that's always popping up uh romancing the stone back to the future three amigos hey beverly hills cop two my little buttercup rambo three coming to america true <laughs> Ram- beverly rambo hills. three
0: coming to america
1: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> back to the future two and three uh death becomes her true romance forrest gump crimson tide down periscope <laughs> contact enemy of the state what lies beneath uh Cast Away, evolution there's that again so like
0: another zemeckis uh, man
1: yeah collateral damage triple x oh that, snap that old that old classic Sanders zone uh terminator 3 rise of the machine Sander zone <laughs> uh polar express national treasure uh monster house spider-man 3 and uh christmas carol avatar alice in wonderland mars needs moms rock of ages flight guardians of the galaxy damn and the walk man that he
0: he literally he he's a he's a zemeckis man even mars needs moms yeah that was the last production of uh image movers digital the most terrifying uh toy factory to ever exist <laughs> it's true
1: it's very true um yeah, so that's. Uh, I like
0: hearing that Zemeckis likes to keep the band together.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I always, I always like hearing that. You know, um, I like hearing that in anything. Really, I like, I like when directors like to, like they continue using the same crew mm-hmm. um, for tons of stuff. I think that's really cool. Keeping it in the family. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our costume designer. And this is another really interesting one. Deborah Lynn Scott, um, she – let's see. Her, her One of her earliest credits is Twilight Zone the movie. There it is again. There it is again. Uh, and then she followed that up with Back to the Future. So Back to the Future, very early on in her career. Uh, and then she went on to do the costume designed for – and you know what? Um, she didn't come back for the sequels either and i feel like that makes a lot of sense because the doc, the iconography yeah. the iconography of the the outfits like the the ability for the for the outfits to be iconic in back to the future while also maintaining a sort of realism to them is something that is only in back to the future you know the sequels the costume design of the sequels go kind of off the rails a little
0: yeah so, I mean, it, it, it's like how um, the sequels are almost like remixes of the costumes in the first one Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, well,
0: let's take the Marty look, but like take it to the year 2015.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so she went on to work on About Last Night. She did Defending Your Life. Hey, um, one of our favorite is, uh, movies. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, she did. Uh, Legends of the Fall, Indian in the Cupboard. I love uh, t- Indian in the Cupboard. <laughs> yeah, Heat. Um, her probably biggest credit on this, and and this is you know, look, we're we're Back to the Future podcast, but not that you could tell from this episode. Sure. But <laughs> but uh, but look, she's a costume designer, so her biggest credit. I mean, she was the costume designer on Titanic. So holy crap. Pretty sure she won an Oscar for that. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, um, and then she did the Wild Wild West movie. Well, okay, well, that wasn't, <laughs> that's that's what what that, wasn't what,
0: that movie looks great. It that actually is true. I mean, Correct. that movie's yeah. half the reason that like steampunk's a thing,
1: for sure. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with that. Um, also, did the Patriot Minority Report, oh, uh, Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, oh. which began her love affair with. Uh, uh, with, uh, Bay. yeah, yeah. She began, she began her, uh, her, her love affair of do, of doing the costume designs for Michael Bay movies. Cause she did, um, she did the Island. She did trans, all the Transformers movies. Um, she did, uh, the get smart remake. Hey. She did avatar. Well, where Yeah. Where she probably won another Oscar. Right. Probably. I don't
0: know uh, if the costume design though.
1: Uh, well, maybe yeah I'm not sure, but she did, but she did, uh, she even did pain and gain. Oh God! Yeah, she even did painting. Old, but, and she was, she was the costume designer for the Amazing Spider-Man too.
0: Wow! Again, like the stories that I mean, I can you know, I, I the stories that she must have. But like, yeah, come on! I mean, like she has, she has Zemeckis stories. She has Cameron stories. Yeah, she has, she has Michael Bay she has stories. Michael Bay. She, I mean, she's involved with this. You know, one of the greatest, you know, achievements. Uh, of, of of humans I mean like Act 4, Bad Boys 2 yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that's that yeah. kind of just like putting your flag on the planet you know like this is yeah.
1: she's responsible for uh, giving us the most uh, comic book accurate Spider-Man costume hell yeah
0: a, a costume that I kind of don't you know like I kind of just if, if if Tom Holland shows up in Civil War just wearing that suit I would be totally happy
1: Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, a really interesting career. Then uh, Kevin Pike, who is the special effects guy for Back to the Future,
0: commander of the Kelvin.
1: Yeah, he has. um, He hasn't worked since twenty ten, so it looks like he probably retired as well. Uh, But he he has been on um, TV for a long time, so he did uh he was a special effects supervisor for the middle Um, okay cool yeah and and greek he did he did he did the special effects for greek it's probably not like an everyday occurrence on shows like that but anytime any kind of special effect needs to happen you know so yeah so he did a bunch of uh he did a bunch of special effects for shows that you wouldn't think would have special effects yeah uh, <laughs> that was a bunch of things. He did do the special effects. He was a pyrotechnician for Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, so that's one that you could see that. He also did Phil for the Phil fu- of the Future. So I think it's funny that he did Back to the Future and then that Phil of the Future show. I think it was a oh, it's like a Disney Channel show, right?
0: Yeah, uh, starring um, Allie from Ali and AJ, who was super cute back in the day. And I think so. all right, sure. She was in Grown Ups too.
1: Uh, It looks like the last movie he worked on was Jurassic Park 3. Okay. Well, you know, no one. I think it seems like he liked the – he liked – Money. It looks to me – well, no. It looks (laughs) to me like he was a family man and didn't like traveling. And so that's why he does a bunch of these shows because he can just – you know go to work well, in town well yeah
0: hey i mean like i you hear that all the time about like directors that are like no i just go and i direct Frasier and i win emmys and then i go home
1: right right <laughs> uh because even before so like before jurassic park 3 like just looking at movies okay because he did a bunch of sitcoms like a ton of sitcoms um drew carey show uh norm friends Norm, just yeah wait what was norm? Uh, But was it about norm norm norm, norm mcdonald's show i think oh, it's even better yeah hey so everybody the, right exactly um, um the flint he did the flintstone sequel uh viva rock vegas starring a young Kristen stewart right uh also did scream 3 starring young, um <laughs> uh. um and then he did he did the special effects for fight club oh okay yeah that movie has like underrated special effects right yeah it looks like he would just do a movie every once in a while, but mostly he would stick to he would stick to TV. Starting in 1994, he kind of stuck to TV for the most part. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So so before 1994, he did um, Ed Wood, uh, and this is just he was l- like the leading the special effects department of okay. these movies. Um, Ed Wood, uh, the Flintstones, the original, the Flintstones. Original, yeah, the original live action Flintstones. He did the uh, custom props for Jurassic Park.
0: Hey, so like the uh, so like the the video game that Timmy
1: plays with and stuff. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, he did Beethoven, um, Hook, uh, the 1989 Punisher movie. <laughs> he did Little Monsters. Hey, uh,
0: Weekend at Bernie's, Heather's. So this man has had this man is just like. Like a like a stone across the pond of cinema, just like little blips of yeah. some of our mm-hmm. most cherished. Last
1: Starfighter. Last
0: Starfighter.
1: Yeah, like, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Bernie Klein like stole that and turned it into a book. Uh, location special effects for Return of the Jedi. Dope. Um, special effects for Wrath of Khan.
0: Dope. Yeah. God, see, this is my. That's my dream, man like just if just working on everything just working on everything and just like showing up you know like marty and Doc, just like showing up in the background of of history yeah just totally With stories like i remember one time that howie mandel came in blind drunk and we had to get him that was howie mandel right who was as the as a little monster yeah yeah that's <laughs> howie mandel <laughs> just making sure um god the fact that he the fact that one man connects i'm sure i'm sure many 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 men and women connect back to the future with heathers with return of the jedi you know mm-hmm. yeah god i can't wait to like hear about like you know like people now they're like in their 30s when they're like in their 50s 60s they're like i was there when i was there when feige and Robert danny jr pulled that script out of their ass <laughs> yeah I, I can't wait till we can start hearing stories about movies that like like we actually grew up like following or watching
1: sure Oh, I would I would love to hear uh, I would love a, to read a behind the scenes like trilogy book about the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies.
0: I would watch like an Aaron Sorkin written movie about about like Marvel. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, With Avi Arad is like the bad guy.
1: All right. Well, that uh, that wraps up uh, minute one thirteen. Uh, lots of credits. We are not going to be talking about the rest of the credits because they're like super minor, like key grips and stuff. Um, and those, those but were those ones, uh... those ones, those ones, I thought were interesting. You know, like second unit directors yeah. and costume and makeup, and you know, that's that's interesting stuff. I mean, everyone after that um, there, are executed after the shoot. <laughs> right well well they're just they're 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 the you know they're the crew they're just like the crew yeah you know the guys like, yeah they're like roadies yeah they're they're like so, um uh i mean they're all they're all obviously very good at their job they made they all together made this amazing movie but they're union guys right they're union guys exactly totally so uh so we'll be back tomorrow with minute 114 in which uh, we will we will watch a minute of the credits and really just talk about uh, the emails that we got from you guys um, so uh, in the meantime go to our website back to the future and tell us uh, how 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 much uh, how, how far into this episode that you made it before shutting it off and assuming that you'll listen to tomorrow's um <laughs> And uh, uh, you can also email the show and tell us never to do this again. Hey, uh I, Contact back at the Future Minute. I think this was fascinating. Credit where credit I, is due. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at BTTF Minute uh, and uh, like us on Facebook. Leave us iTunes reviews because we get 50, uh, 50 written reviews by April 1st. Yeah. Uh, we will return. With Back to the Future Part Two minute uh, beginning on April eighteenth. Otherwise, we will we will return in from our hiatus yeah. in June. And this is kind of, so, and,
0: and I mean, I'm sure the, the odds of this happening are astronomical. But like, if anyone listening is like two or three degrees away from like any of the humans that we've talked about who are still who are still with us, like that would be incredible. Just to, like pick their brain for like twenty minutes
1: yeah totally not even not even uh not even like uh, as a bonus episode that'd be cool totally just to be like just talk i don't even we don't just talk we just want to listen to you and record it so uh so yeah so 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 that and then also check out our other podcast the doctor's companion or doctor who podcast uh and geek by night our original audio drama and uh if you want to check out another minute podcast during our hiatus uh, go check out Star Wars Minute, Goodfellas Minute, and/or Jaws Minute, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, our ma- our first of several mailback episodes. Bye, goodbye.